Hello and welcome to this special episode of the EG Property Podcast with me, EG Editor Sam McClary. In this episode, I'm talking with co-chair of the Greater Manchester LEP, Lou Cordwell, about what makes Manchester great. Recorded as part of EG's Future of Manchester event, we take a look at one of the city's booming industries, digital broadcasting, and how that is enabling Manchester to continue to deliver despite the pandemic. If you'd like to watch EG's Dynamic Future of Manchester production, head over to www.egi.co.uk forward slash the future of UK cities forward slash Manchester. If you'd like to read all about the city, make sure to pick up this weekend's EG magazine for full coverage of the event, including expert commentary from players in the region. But for now, grab that cuppa or head out for your daily constitutional and enjoy this EG Property Podcast. Lou, thanks so much for joining us to, today um, in this Future of Manchester programme. And I wanted to talk to you about a part of Manchester that maybe globally people haven't recognised. I think when you think about Manchester from a global perspective, the first word that people are going to say is football. Um, <laughs> but for those of us that don't understand football, this person here, but there's something else, isn't there, that that is really sort of entrenched in Manchester's history and has a superpower of, of sort of bringing it out of this, this horrible situation that we've all been in for, for a year. And that is the wonderful world of broadcasting. And I really wanted to talk to you um, today about, about that, that industry in Manchester and what, what that power that it does have. Brilliant. Yeah. And, and you're quite right, actually, you know, we have, um, I guess, two or three international calling cards, you know, uh, around the world, one of which is football, which, um, yeah, for those of us that sit on the fence, just doesn't always mean something. You know, we always talk a lot around um, our cultural reputation. So so music has always been one of those uh, big um, uh, Manchester brands that, again, people recognise all over the world. But you're right that um, there's this other... Uh, amazing vehicle that we've got that broadcasts out through people's screens and through people's computers uh, and actually takes Manchester into their TV uh, and, and into their um, front room. So so I think, you know, the broadcast industry has always been a really vibrant part for a long time, you know, from the 60s and Granada and all of those things that, that you know, those of us that are old enough will remember all the way through to its present day, both on the old Granada site, you know, and what we're now seeing at Enterprise City, as well as those new locations at Media City uh, and the Sharp Project and Space Studios. So, yeah, it, it's always been a huge part, um, I guess, of our creative fabric. Um, but it's also exploding to be a huge um, employer and future part of our economy. And it's been quite um, pandemic proof, hasn't it, actually? So a bit digital yeah. broadcasting. Yeah, exactly. And and obviously, we've all seen the explosion in um, viewer figures around some of the existing um, channels and shows, and then the kind of enormous oversubscription around um, people like Netflix and Amazon. So, so I think generally content production is a massive growth industry. And whilst um, live content has had a few restrictions around how much it can film, that, that will very quickly return. And actually, a lot of that industry, if you look at um, the creative solutions, for example, at places like Coronation Street, where they've had to work around that and, you know, have um, at a distance kissing scenes and all of those things that the pandemic's brought. People have been 
um, as you would expect from the creative industries, incredibly creative about how they've got around those rules and carried on with the industry, really, because it's so, um, I guess, you know, economically important, but just kind of um, for the good of the nation, you know, you almost need those routines and, and that kind of light relief. And and uh, and I think it's performed, you know, a really important part in our kind of uh, mental well-being almost as a nation is is ha- seeing those things carrying on, seeing Anton Deck on a Saturday night or Coronation Street still coming out, you know, every night of the week. So, uh, yeah, you can't under- underestimate the importance of that. And how has that been for, for Manchester's mental health as well, having a, a city where there is still life life in it? OK, it might be behind a studio door, but there is still um, still business going on. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it's interesting for us because, you know, we have our local industrial strategy and within that we have four cornerstones of where we know our economic growth is going to come from for the next 10 to 20 years. And one of those is creative and digital. So obviously our, our kind of, broadcast and content creation capabilities form a really important part of that. So I think um, the fact that those um, aspects of that sector have been able to continue to work and to continue to look forward has just given everybody a little bit of confidence that actually those cornerstones might be paused for a little bit, but they don't fundamentally change. That really is still where the future of the city region is going to come from. And do you think that that... um that sector is going to be a draw at bringing people back as well and you know sort of really showcasing um, Manchester as a, a place that can get stuff done that is resilient that's a, a word we'll we'll hear a lot through the, the program to, to today. Yes I think so I think I mean it's, it's obviously you know we're the largest creative and digital sector outside London so we're a significant presence and actually what we've seen is a lot of people in the pandemic really question what matters to them in terms of their quality of life and starting to look at places where they can be part of an industry that they love being part of but perhaps can also have access to some of those other things that they've grown to value like fresh air and affordable housing and seeing their family and so so I think Manchester, Grace Manchester in in a brilliant position because we're able to offer that larger quality of life kind of aspect as well as the opportunity to make uh, content that gets broadcast all over the world and be part of some of the biggest shows in the world and and um, you know a really thriving, vibrant, well respected actually by the city region and we recognise it economically for what it contributes. So I think um, you know we're the most livable city in the UK. So I think I think those that balance of things is what people are going to increasingly look for when they decide where to plant their lives mm-hmm. for the next 10, 20 years. And what and what are some of those those other other needs that will en- enable that? You know, I'm wondering around. You know, if, if digital broadcasting is such a, a huge industry in, in Manchester, does that mean that the city has to be or the region has to be, you know, really really connected digitally as as well? Yeah. So so I think um, you know those things. It doesn't happen by accident, does it? You know. So we've made a conscious strategy for many years that. The creative industries for us is not a nice to have on the fringes. 
it's a core fundamental of our future economy for, for all the reasons we described. So if you want to enable that, you then have to have the physical connectivity, you know, the digital connectivity that you're, you're describing. And you also have to have the skills availability. So, so the other aspect of that is if you want to attract those big global players like the BBC, like ITV, uh, then then we have to be able to flood those those businesses with the right talent. So I think there's been a really uh, big investment by the city region, and and this is where the public private partnership becomes incredibly important. Those are the bits that the private sector can't do on its own. The public sector has to do hand in hand, uh, and it is hand in hand because um, uh, private industry has to explain what it needs. And the public sector can then help to to create the system and the processes and the policies that enable that. And that that really showcases to us how how connected all of this is, isn't it? In yeah. that you yeah. know, if you if you want to bring big business in, you need to have the infrastructure for that. But you also need to, as you've said, have the skills there. And the skills need Absolutely. a place a place to learn, a place to live, a place to play. And that's when the whole yeah. the whole puzzle comes together, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And they also have to have, which is difficult in skills, the agility to flex. So one of the challenges for the creative and digital industries is actually what we need today will be markedly different than what we need in five years. And so so you can only really do that hand in hand with industry. And so, you know, the the GMCA's kind of skills capability uh, and, and this is where the LEP plays plays a role now works hand in hand with industry to try and future forecast almost what those jobs of the future are going to be um, in that sector so that, you know, if we look at the digital skills gap, we're putting ourselves in a place that makes us a very investable place because we're getting the large scale um, flow through of the skills that are going to be needed in two or three years. So having those big anchor employers like the BBC, like ITV, that we can collaborate with to design that future also makes us attractive to other employers who then want to come to the area and be part of that ecosystem. And and for the role of the the real estate um, industry, obviously our, the majority of our viewers viewers today will be be working in that industry. How do how do they need to engage um, with the city, with the LEP, with with other businesses in in the area, with the people, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah. So so I mean, as you'd expect you know, the the kind of real estate voice in that mix is incredibly important because ultimately we have to create the places where those businesses uh, and those people want to live and work and uh, spend their spend their futures and build their businesses and bring their families up. So so I think um, for us, it, it plays a really important part in creating the quality of life um, ambition that, that we're very um, fixed on. But also, again, similar to the skills need really working hand in hand with those industries to design the places that will work for uh, the um, the nature of that business and, and to meet the needs of that business. So you can see that kind of writ large at Media City where, you know, that that's kind of um, very clearly aligned to work for the likes of ITV and BBC and, and all of the supplier base that comes with, with those organisations. So I think uh, again, it, it's back to that proximity to, um, to to the business need and making sure that that's reflected uh, and also that it, as, as much as real estate ever can, it can flex and change and respond to that changing need, which is obviously what we've seen uh, at pace in the last 10 months, you know, is a kind of large scale change in uh, in how places work and function moving forward. 
fantastic. And how how are you feeling about about the future for for Manchester? Uh, you know, it's obviously um, a, a city that has been has been hit hard by the lockdown, particularly this last one. It's been in there in lockdown the the longest. But um, you know, as we will hear from from people throughout the program today, it's a it's a city that doesn't give up the fight. It's a <laughs> you know it, it it's not gonna. Um, sit back it's gonna it's gonna fight back are you are you hopeful for the future of Manchester yeah I, I, absolutely and I think um as you describe you know we pride ourselves on our tenacity and our creativity actually you know to to uh think on our feet and and rewire businesses and industries when we need to but I think that there's a there's a quite a different um, transition, I guess, than we've ever experienced, certainly in my lifetime that that, that we're in at the moment. And part of that um, difference is the pace. So we have seen 10 years of change in 10 months, you know, the the acceleration, some of these things were going to happen anyway, but they weren't necessarily going to happen this quickly. Uh, and actually, one of our first responses as a lab whilst, whilst part of our, um, our kind of machinery has been focused on the immediate need and the firefighting and helping businesses just to stay alive, making sure they have cash and making sure they have um, some hope and some future. The other side of that is making sure we don't miss what we think of as, as a bit of a reset moment, you know, and actually really it, it's it, in all of these moments, there's opportunity and there's real opportunity in this moment to come out on the other side of this in a way that's absolutely future fit and ready for the next 10, 20 years. But, but most crucially for us, our definition of success puts um, people and the planet at its centre, not just um, perhaps how we, we, not just us, but the world has thought about economic success in, in the past. So I think we're in a real reset moment as a society and we're very um, keen to reflect that in how we define success moving forward. But actually, if you look at the cornerstones of our industrial strategy and where we've been focusing our energy, uh, materials innovation, health innovation, green digital and creative uh, but by happy accident or good strategy we're not sure which all of those just became more relevant in a post-pandemic universe so we're in a really good place because we've got natural strengths and assets physically across the whole um, of greater manchester that are really well placed to allow us to i guess play a significant part in uk's economic recovery and especially in a very green industrial revolution, you know, which is where we're going to be focused and and one that ultimately is going to have innovation at its heart. So so we've seen that in the broadcasting creative industries, we've seen that in graphene, we've seen that in our kind of approach and ambitions around green. So at its core, we're an incredibly innovative place uh, and we celebrate that. We, you know, we're, we're, we're very proud of that and there's no question that that innovative culture is going to be critical to driving this kind of economic recovery that we're going to need next. And it, and it's so important that that Manchester has that, given that you've you know you've set yourself pretty tough targets on on yeah. um, on carbon. And it, anyway, so you know the the yeah. the time is ticking by. So that innovation really needs to to be there, doesn't it? It does. It does. And and you know and 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 it's right that we have that because whilst we're all dealing with the current crisis, you know, and again, uh, of course we have to. The ultimate existential crisis is the is the one facing the planet. So really, we can't lose sight of that in that moment. So again, it's it's really important that 
whilst we might have been slightly distracted with some of the things that we can't lose sight of those bigger goals and the, and the stuff that's really important to the next generation of, of, of GM citizens. And do you think that there is something in Manchester and its people and its um, politics maybe in its um, in its businesses that just has that little something in it maybe in its DNA that yeah. forces it to behave a bit differently do you know push a bit harder yeah some somebody describes me the other day actually who's a an, a an international visitor to the city and has spent the last 12 months here and they said actually their observation around the place having only ever before read about it in books or seen it on tv programs or watched it on the football field is that they think uh, the secret of our kind of innovation success is that odd combination of constant challenge of the status quo which we are synonymous for uh and inherent pragmatism and they said actually if you think about it those two combinations of things are brilliant for driving industrial revolutions for you know for making change for inventing computers for you know all those things that we've done along the way because they get stuff done and they constantly challenge well does it have to be done that way could it not be done a different way is there is there a better way so i think i think those things are they're somehow hardwired into who we are, uh, uh, and that yeah, that that stands us in good stead. Fantastic, and that leads me perfectly to to my final question, which is is really for you to sort of finish a sentence or repeat a sentence back to me, which is the future of Manchester is dot dot dot. Yeah, so so I guess you know for for this we'll refer to the economic vision that that we've laid out, and and for us. Uh, I think that's very clearly a very progressive definition of economic growth that puts uh, that works for all people and for the planet. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the EG Property Podcast. We hope you found the content insightful and helpful. If you'd like more of the same and to keep up with all the latest news, views, analysis and research that the EG Group has to provide, be sure to sign up to all of our property podcasts and subscribe to Radius Data Exchange for unlimited access to all of our content and comprehensive commercial real estate data.